You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. Christmas isn't about your pain, it ain't about your loss, it ain't about what 
you what you did or didn't do, who you lost, or any kind of question. I'm not going to try to give you answers to my urge you today. Because there are some things I have no answers for that you've been through, done, and there's some things that you're facing, some diagnosis that's in your life. I have no answers for those, but I want to encourage you. I want to give you answers, I want to give you encouragement. Because Christmas is crazy, and the way I'm going to do that is I want to shift your focus away from your because Christmas isn't about the mess, it's about the message that you live. It is about the mess. If I can shift your focus today away from your mess and your pain toward this heart, if you can see this heart, and Christmas, like no I'm excited about God living in December because there's no better time to break people's walls down when I'm going to love them than Christmas. And if I can shift your focus, anybody, online, anything. If I can shift your focus away from your hurt and your death and towards your heart, if you can see this heart, it'll change it. It'll change it. Say, Christmas is crazy. Thomas is the word. Jesus, the word, became flesh and blood. And he moved into the neighborhood. My father today is there going to the Oh, he will mess you up. And he's in the neighborhood. He's always in the neighborhood. We're going to see that. But he's in the neighborhood. He wants you to know that he is a disruption. He will mess up your way of thinking. He will mess up what you thought he should be, would be, could never be again. That is who he is. That's what happened on Christmas. He disrupted Jesus and disrupted everything. But I want you to see that that didn't just happen on Christmas. So as you're seeing, tell somebody say Christmas is crazy. He 
a promise. It starts there. I want you to see a story. We won't see it throughout history in the next few minutes. We're going to see some crazy stuff that is the story of Christmas. But for right now, you need to know his heart. I want you to see his heart because you really can't experience it though you can have his heart. You see his heart. You can see his heart. And accept that it's his heart, not just for Abraham and everybody else, but for you. Look, look right now.
Sarah's, they said this is a rock, they were right, to Pegor, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife because uh, we all like to, we like to make, we like to make people's own appearance and we like to appear. We'll make, we'll make it sound good, make it look better, make it look like we're not settling and doing something wrong, you know. And they drove this pregnant, everybody pressure to get married. It's like, what? Well, we want to keep appearances, we want to keep appearances, but we're going to have a little more than you hear, and you're going to knock it off. That makes the best churches, right? We do that. That means that's not wrong again. But seven women's wrong with the last time. We're going to have a pretty ball in a quick Christmas gift. It's still seven, and it's still not going to go for the wall. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abram had sexual relations with my daughter. So Abraham had sexual relations with Hagar when she became pregnant. But when Hagar, but when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarah with contempt. Don't judge Hagar. Everybody would do that. You find out you end up doing what you're told. Somebody takes advantage of you. You end up you end up realizing you're nothing but a child because all of us act out in situations where we're wounded. Don't act like she's the bad guy. Honestly, we're going to see that Christmas is the type of story that Israel, Abraham, we were all, they were all the bad guys at some point. So are we. When you're not victims, there are many times in our life you hurt people, you betray people, you are the bad guy, but he's a good guy and you're a bad guy. So anyway, as I was saying, Hagar did what we all would have done in a situation where we're just filling the void and getting taken advantage of. She began to talk about because when you're insecure and you can't live with somebody that's taking advantage of you or hurt you with doing, you begin to take charge of things that you can get it back in. You do it at your job all the time. Then Sarah said to Abraham, This is all your fault. What? You said, I did it. It's my fault. We do that too. They end up getting bad situations, making bad decisions, and blame other people for it, and then turning on them and taking charge of them. And we do it all of us, do it. This is just for people, that's what we do. Not just Abraham, Sarah, Sarah, Hagar, they all, they all do it. This is our story. I put my sermon into your arms, but now she's pregnant, she treats me to victim. You call me down. The Lord will, the Lord will tell who's wrong, you and me. Lord, I'm going to do that. God's going to take care of him. He's going to tell him, he's going to fight for him. He's going to talk about insecurity, not faith. Fear, not faith. Abraham replied, look, she's your servant. What do you want to do? You think, yeah, we do that too, by the way. You go do what you don't think I'm going to do with that. You end up, your family needs a mess, and a mess, and you can't leave them. You just let them do their thing. It's your bed as well. It's your bed. And Sarah treated Hagar so hard. Abraham never forgets you. Do what you want with my baby mama that you got me set up with. And you know what she does? She retaliates and takes shots because she's not with us. But I find her husband. Then Sarah treated Hagar so harshly that she found him a friend of what? None of us are perfect, but this girl's not perfect. There's harm in your life, you're not perfect, but you're not perfect under evil. She ran. And the angel of the Lord found Hagar. Angel of the Lord, that's Jesus. This is the angel of Yahweh. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Said the Lord. He runs after Hagar. This is Hagar. This is the mother of most of the Arab world. This is the matriarch. 
going to default on you. Love life is in default on some of these things you've been in default, but the truth only. It says that God says to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a whole of nations. What's more, I'm changing your It will no longer be Abram, instead, you will be called Abram. For you will be the father of many nations, and I will make you extremely fruitful. Don't let anybody tell you that you're going to be poverty for the rest of your life. When God changes your life, you're going to have something to give. You may not, I don't know if it's going to be a billionaire, a millionaire, if you're going to be the boss, and if people are going to start looking at you. I don't know if it's financial, spiritual. I don't know what he's going to give you, but you're going to be fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations. And kings will be among them. By the way, Jesus left Jesus to give the kings that Abraham joy and rest in his life. Jesus came from Abraham. This is a promise. Christmas was a promise made to a man 4,000 years before the promise happened. Very interesting. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. So God wants to do something in your life and come with you. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always, I got it in all caps, in the outline of the book, I will always, tell somebody always, always, so speak it over yourself and I said always, I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give, I will give the entire land of Canaan where you are ground with the heart, the outside, you ain't got that promise yet, I will give it to you, Abraham, I will give it to your people, and to you and your descendants, and it will be, it will be their possession forever, and I will be their God, because that can't plan was a promised land is how they built a life. I don't know what that is for you, but he said, what are you on the outside of right now that you can believe God for, that you may have stopped believing God for, that you may think you don't have a buffer, you can never get back to, you've wasted decades and years, you've lost marriages, you've lost kids, and what are you believing for? Killing in your relationships, killing in your marriage, killing in your body, trauma, anxiety, depression, addiction, I don't know what it is. What is it that you're believing God for and you are on the outside of right now because God told Abraham, he said, I'm going to give you that land. It ain't going to be today. You're on the outside right now, but I'll make you a promise. And if you will surrender to me, it is my covenant. And I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing. And I'm going to blow you out of Abraham. He says, I told you that. I'm more than enough for whatever you want to I'm more than enough for whatever you don't think you've ever done. What is that in your life? I'm going to give it all in your mind right now. What are the things that you don't think you have done? What are the things that you believe? What are the things that keep you up at night? What is it? What are the things that you don't think you've ever built on? I want you to say, speak this now over your life. Say, he is not. Whatever that voice is, he is enough. He is enough. He is still. Because Paul said in the New Testament, this isn't before, this is after Jesus, what I'm about to say. Paul said in the New Testament, after they were Jesus, after they were Jesus, we were up, died on the cross, raised from the dead. Paul told them, he told all of them, young Jews, people who don't have Abraham's blessing in their veins, he said to them, he said, You are now Christ. You are all children of Abraham. Paul said in Galatians 3, all my, all my, all my business in the place. I want you to hear this right now. Paul said that 2,000, 2000 years ago, before it was a sexy thing to actually say women are God's more valuable than being married. He said, whether you're Jew or Greek, Abraham's blood or not, man or woman, 
next week I'm going to show you that Christmas has a history and it's good history every one of us needs it. But we don't really dig into the messiness of the past of Christmas because we need to deal with the old past of Christmas and we can do that in this place. Shepherd, 
and I shall not be in one. He was a shepherd. We get in the character church, we like to talk about the body of child that, that punishes us. But a, a shepherd who's the body must have the wife and children to, to, to protect them. So you can hurt and part ways and he's trying to guide you and steer you because you can't even make a clear decision because you're still frustrated and traumatized for the last 10 days, 10 years, and he is the Lord, your shepherd. He's trying to guide you. And I know he's told you both. I know he's let you be heartbroken. He's let him leave you, break you, betray you. He is Jehovah Rosie. He is your shepherd. That's his part. That's his gift. He's still for everyone who's in Israel how to bring about one to leave it. They understood his part. He sees you. He sees you. He is out of my own glory for everyone of you in this place who is praying you. He sees you. He is more than enough for you. He is Jehovah, which means he is active and invested. He cares about you. He doesn't want anything from you, but he wants everything for you. Come on there. Come on. Your life's for you to always be He's always been that and on Christmas, so we're going to dig into it the next few weeks. We're going to dig into it. He says, look, the virgin will conceive in the age of A child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call his name the Lord Jesus. God with us, and his golden heart. That was Jesus all the time. He's always been here. He's always loved you and before you have been enough for him. He's always been That was Jesus for us that Jacob was going to That was Jesus. That was the angel of the Lord. That was Yahweh. That was Jesus who wrestled Jacob and he took a step out of pocket for the rest of his life. And I'm going to tell you, he will wrestle you in your fight to get yourself to it. Because he loves you too much to let you ruin your life and your future by being dumb, shamed, and fighting against yourself and falling in the love that he's placed in you. Because he is for his glory and you too. And you're constantly pushing it away and running from it. And he will wrestle you just like he did Jacob because he's always been leading it for you. That was Jesus in Exodus. With the burning bush, the angel of the Lord, that was Jesus in that book. That was the burning bush of Jesus. Moses had every excuse in the book. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm not this. And for every excuse and every excuse that he made, he says, I am. That was the first use of the word Yahweh. I am whatever you're not. I am whatever your excuses are. I am the answers to your excuses. Moses, I don't care if you stutter. I don't care that you were a murderer 40 years ago and you've been running from your past. I'll call people in and I'll get you out of here without a future. He is calling people. That was Jesus. He is every excuse that you've made, everything you've done to run from. He is commanding. He is leading. That was Jesus in the fire. In the fire, the chapter and the chapter of They get white and they got dug along and they get thrown in the fire furnace. And you remember what they said? Remember what, what the king of Sardis said? He says, Hey, what did you give me for a three year year? It's gone. That was a thing. Right in the fire with him. He will be in the fire with you when you're buried in that persecution. When you are trying to make your first Christmas and you are so rude to I know that you went through some traumatic stuff. 
Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you, we care about you, and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.